0: How's it going, everybody? Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bench Boys podcast. We have another quick disclaimer for you going into this episode. Like John mentioned for the last time, we recorded these some of these episodes um, a couple weeks ago to kind of get ready and prepared for the fantasy season. So in this podcast, we had recorded it before Aaron Rodgers had rejoined the Green Bay Packers. So if we make any mention of assuming Aaron Rodgers will be playing or you know speculating on his situation, We do know now that he is playing, it didn't change any of our picks or their orders, Um, but just a heads up for you guys going in that this was recorded before he returned to the Packers, so thank you so much, and as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode. And to the theme music. (laughs) Music. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. We are your hosts, Brennan Sampson, John Foote, and Aaron Lutz. Boys, how are we doing today?
1: Fantastic.
0: Tired. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that. <Yeah. laughs> um, Aaron, do you want to talk about what we are going to be going over on today's episode?
2: Uh, I suppose. Um, we are doing the fantasy top ten positions for fantasy purposes so for this episode we're doing the wide receiver position so we'll each each have made our own list of our top 10 players that we think are going to score the most fantasy points and uh yeah we'll be going through that today and subsequent episodes we'll have different positions
0: Heck yeah. This will be an interesting one, I feel like, to go back through the season at the end of the season to see how close or probably yep. far off we were, but <laughs> yeah. injuries, you know. Yeah, injuries and stuff just yeah, like performance is very is hard to gauge, I feel like. I was looking yeah. through like the last couple years of you know, just like players' positions top at um their spots for fantasy and it just it changes so much every year. It's just so hard to gauge, but this will yep. be a fun one to get into. All right, um, who wants to kick us off? Uh, you can go. All right. Fantasy wide receiver. Number one. I went with Tyree kill. Um, I don't think he's had just number...
1: trying to be spicy. Uh, yeah,
0: no, he was, I think he was, um, number two last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and with a revamped offensive line, um, I think Mahomes will have even more time to get him the ball. He still has Kelsey, you know, to take away threat over the middle. Um, and they really didn't lose anybody. They lost, uh, Sammy Watkins, but I don't think Watkins was really, you know, drawing too much cover away from Tyreek. Um, so I think he'll be pretty explosive just with the extra time that Mahomes will have to find him. So that's why I penciled them in at number one. Okay. Okay.
2: I went with Stefan Diggs. My <laughs> wide receiver one. I like
0: that. I thought about um, that. I like. You're that. just being spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh,
2: I think Josh Allen. It was not a fluke. It's going to continue on next season. Um, because once we get to coaches later on in this uh, little series, um, I have Sean McDermott in my top ten. Um, and so I I I think he's a really good coach, and he's just going to. That entire team is going to continue to get better as they inch closer and closer uh, to a potential Super Bowl run. And I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a big part of that. And with that comes a lot of fantasy points, usually. Um, He was pretty high last year. I don't have the uh, statistics for him uh, right in front of me. But I had him on my team last year, and I was very happy with him. I'll say that. Yes.
0: <laughs> now I really, I really like that Stefan Diggs pick. Um, so I have the PPR points from last year. Uh, so Tyreek Hill was second with 328.9, and Stefan Diggs was 328.6. So literally a point three, um, – not percent, but 0.3 point difference. Um, mm-hmm. And Tyreek Hill played one less game. But I really like that, especially with adding Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I, I, I like that pick a lot. I, I did think about putting him at one, but – John, who did you put at your number one spot?
1: Well, now I feel pretty lame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I went with uh, Devonte Adams um, as the number one. I think that uh, his ADP right now is number one, and I think he ended last year in first place um, for PPR purposes uh, with 358 points total um, over 14 games. We only played 14 games, but I feel like he's very healthy as but I don't know. He's He's been the only receiver there. He still is the only receiver there. Um, it's not like they added, like, some crazy weapons or anything. So, it, But he keeps getting it done at a high level every year. So I, I feel like he's a safe bet.
0: No, I do like that pick as well. Uh, Devonta Adams is a great receiver. Um, Probably my favorite wide receiver in the NFL right now. But I like how you called our pick spicy, but we literally picked one, two, and three from the top receivers from last year. It's like, (laughs) I think they were kind of safe picks for the number one. Oh, yeah, I I agree.
1: I I think I was just, I just thought, I know we're all going to have Devonta Adams the
2: number one. He is actually my number four.
1: Wow, interesting, yeah. which is kind of funny. I don't, we don't want to jump ahead, but Stefan Diggs is my number four. So. <laughs> we're, just flipping, we're just flipping at that point.
0: Yeah. yeah, true that, true that. Um, So for number two, I might have shaken some things up a little bit. We'll see how you feel. I did Calvin Ridley at number two. Mm-hmm. How do you guys I thought feel about, about that?
1: that? I don't hate yeah. that at all.
0: Uh, yeah. He was number f- – let me just pull up to make sure I'm correct. But, yeah, he, he was, was number, number five, five last year. Yeah, he was only a few – points behind um, DeAndre Hopkins for that number four spot and played one less game. So I think with them losing Julio, um, he can definitely take on that role as we kind of talked about in our earlier episodes. Um, So I'm really high on Calvin Ridley for this year. Yeah,
1: I Uh, I like Calvin Ridley a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, I'll get into him later. Yeah,
2: I I am really high on him. I just had a hard time uh, putting him over the top four because I feel like the top four being Stefan Diggs, Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. I just had a hard time placing him over any of those four. Um, But anyway, uh, so my number two is actually DeAndre Hopkins. I have a lot of uh, Homer picks, as you'll see throughout uh, this series uh, as a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I, I, I
1: am kind of curious about Homer picks because I feel like besides DeAndre Hopkins and maybe Kyler Murray, I, I don't really think there's anyone I would put in the top 10 from the Cardinals in these spots. I guess so.
2: you'll have to stay tuned. Yeah, I will stay tuned
1: <laughs> I, I'm, really, I'm really interested I mean, in that.
2: <laughs> it's not a lot, but I, I have a few... Uh, spicy picks here and there. I think anyway, that was um, the
0: best self promotion on a podcast I have ever heard. I'm just gonna <laughs> <that> out there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um
2: yeah so DeAndre Hopkins, uh I, I think with the Cardinals bolstered offensive line, um he's going to be able to go deep more, um which he wasn't able to do quite as much as we would have liked last year. He he did and ended up doing a lot of uh, shallow uh, out routes because um,
1: he only had two seconds to, to yeah. yeah the, right to the ball <laughs> yeah <laughs> or exactly run for it yeah
2: yeah um so and, and despite all of that um and despite really I, I mean Christian Kirk also drew some threat but um not as much as uh, say like the one two punch that the Vikings have or you know something like that um so despite all that Hopkins was still able to you said coming fourth last year correct. Yes. Um. So I I don't see him slowing down at all. And if any of the hype is to be believed, uh, AJ Green is possibly. Well, I mean, we all know he's in the best sh- shape of his life. Obviously, <laughs> I was waiting for but it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he 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 and DeAndre seem to be getting along together pretty well. And um, Kyler Murray is pretty high on him uh, as well. So with a, a of- more legitimate number two threat, and then having a number three threat still with uh, Christian Kirk, that'll sure it'll spread the ball around more but i think it'll open up hopkins uh more to get uh, uh more points I guess. yeah
1: yeah i was just gonna i was just gonna attack on i think uh kingsbury kyler murray and hopkins and i think one other person have all come out so far and have been impressed with aj green's uh like rookie or not rookie the training camp performances and everything so yeah it, it's I one can... thing if like one person comes out like oh he's in the right. best shape of his life you know but it's like multiple sources are coming out and telling us this and i feel I feel like last year for A.J. Green, we don't to go too deep into A.J. Green, but um, I just feel like you could tell he didn't want to be yeah. put with the Bengals anymore. And, you know, he was pretty he, done. Yeah, so I feel like a change of senior might be really good for him, which will bolster DeAndre Hopkins' numbers. Yep, yeah, wow. that, that's what
2: I'm hoping for. And um, one one last thing to kind of like, I guess, uh, rebuttal or to add a rebuttal to that point uh, that you had just made. It, it, A.J. Green is... From what I've heard, all by all accounts, like a really good person, so um, or like a, a good teammate, so that could also play into like maybe he's he's not performing quite as well, but because he's a really good teammate, like they you know they're all more willing to say good things about him. But that's fair who knows? Yeah, we'll just have to see.
1: <laughs> no, I like so, that a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, my number two is Tyree Kill. Um, I think the point spread between like like aaron said like the the top four guys like i think even the t- just the top three like after you know deandre hopkins was dropped his numbers a little bit over the top three um from fantasy points last year but the point spread is just so great between anyone else i don't know how you could i don't, I, mean, I mean when i was going through this i didn't know how i could do anything else but devonta adams and tyree kill one and two tyree kills has like that super deep threat and you have a quarterback who can throw the ball the entire length of the field and like Brendan uh, said earlier, that offensive line is revamped. So I don't really have to go too much into detail about it. But, um, again, kind of touching back on what Brendan said as well, with uh, Sammy Watkins kind of leaving, I think that does kind of – it might add, add more looks for Tyree Kill. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. He's also, like, one of the fastest players in the NFL. So yeah. even when he catches yeah. the ball, he can just make something happen for with his speed. So that, that's why – uh, those those would definitely be my my top two receivers to go after.
0: Yeah, I I like that a lot. Um, obviously I agreed with you because I have Tyree up there too. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no matter how many guys you throw on him or how you know hard you try to stop him, he just seems like one of those guys that's gonna find a way to score. So, uh, uh, Tyreek Hill
1: Tyree kills also a uh, ADP right now is is two. So Deon, Devonta Adams is one. Tyree kill is two. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon, you said Calvin Ridley. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're your number two pick, his ADP currently is six, mm-hmm. and DeAndre Hopkins is
0: four. And yeah, we kind of just go over ADP for those like me who did not know what that stood for.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, ADP is average draft position. So there's a couple different websites you could look at. Um, there's also multiple different uh, platforms to do fantasy football on, um, but Fantasy Pros kind of takes all of them. And like you can have like your combined average one, or you can look at specific ones or uh, specific like Yahoo, CBS, ESPN. All those different ones, um, but ADP stands for Average Draft Position, so it's essentially they break it down per the wide receiver groups, like, which which wide receiver is getting drafted first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, all the way down, yeah. and kind of gauging it at that aspect, so um, it'll be more uh, relevant as we get to, like, sleeper picks as well, like, people we think are going to have, like, really good years, but have, like, an ADP of, like, way lower, like, 70, 80, and just something you can probably get great value on later on, but... Um, but for right now, most of these uh, most of these players we're going to be like picking from these areas are going to have very, very similar ADPs in, in what we're picking them at.
0: Absolutely. My number three fantasy wide receiver for this year, I went with a spicy pick. Just kidding, not really. Stefan Diggs. Uh, he finished third last year. I think he'll finish third this year again. Um, the only really big addition was Emmanuel Sanders, and I love um, Emmanuel. But he is a little older now. I do think he still has a lot in the tank. Uh, for that Bills team for this year, I do think he'll be a nice piece, but I don't think he's going to take away um, stats from Diggs or you know uh, draw too much coverage away. So I think he'll be pretty comparable to last year and still have another fantastic season. Yeah.
2: All right, number three, I went Tyreek Hill. Uh... <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I feel like not much needs to be said about him at this point, because uh, both of you guys have already gone over him. Um, and, I mean, I'd be willing to draft him first if I you know, felt like I needed to, but uh, I just haven't met third. I mean, that, that's pretty much all I have to say about him. Yeah, I think we can both Good. say we
0: probably agree with that yeah. positioning. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I am in. Uh, my number three was DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it, DeAndre Hopkins was the fourth, we already said it earlier, but it was like the fourth uh, high rated from fantasy points last year. Um, I think his numbers are hurt when Kyler Murray got hurt. Uh, so I think he had a really great start to his season. I think his middle of the season was really rough when Kyler got hurt and wasn't playing as well and our team wasn't playing as well. We went through a really rough patch, and then at the end of the season, it kind of picked it back up a little bit again, and he started performing a little bit better and getting some more points. So I'm, I'm banking him being at number three. A, he's, I think he's probably like the second-best receiver in – football right now, like as an overall player. Um, I think Devonta Adams is clearly the best. Um, Tyreek Hill may be faster, but I think DeAndre Hopkins as a whole package might be a better receiver just for like NFL purposes, not fantasy purposes. Hmm. Um, so that being said, with him being like the second best, and if Kyler can stay healthy, he can stay healthy with a better offensive line, like Aaron said earlier, and then with more weapons adding onto it, I think you can see a, a pretty Good jump in his numbers from last year to this year.
0: I really like that point, and that's why I have DeAndre at number four. <laughs> uh no, I, I you guys obviously brought up great points. He's a great wide receiver. Um, obviously the Hail Murray, you know, just ridiculous catch over three people in the end zone. Um the thing I also like about him is Kyler. Um the fact that he has a little bit better line will really help out that connection, I feel like, because Kyler's really good at going through his progression, scrambling and then finding him on the second look, um, which I think is super explosive for fantasy when you get that second opportunity. Um, so with Kyler having a better line and more time to find DeAndre Hopkins, um, he might... I put him at four kind of where he was last year. I could see him being higher, though. I can see him being the two like, where Aaron had him. So that's where I really like his connection with Kyler. Yeah,
1: I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Um, all
2: right, so my number four is Avanti Adams. Um, the only reason I have him this low is because, and this low being, you know, only four so it's still really <laughs> high, um, is because of uh, Aaron Rodgers' uncertainty. Um, I, I think he's going to play, but yeah. I will, there there is still a lot of time before football starts. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I'll have to go back. I uh, remember listening to a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, but they were talking about Devonta Adams, and – the fact that, and I'll have to go back and get the actual stats, but when Aaron Rodgers was hurt or not playing, Devonta Adams was still, like, a top-five fantasy prospect yeah, every, year, yeah. uh, every every week playing. That being said, though, I I do worry. And, like, I have Devonta Adams as number one with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, I think I would drop Devonta Adams kind of far. I don't even know if I'd have him in, like, the top five. I'd maybe have him in top ten, but I just feel like for fantasy purposes, that's, that's putting too much uh, faith Jordan Love mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I don't like Jordan Love I just don't know we haven't seen him play in the NFL level at all and on a Packers team where it is only Devonta Adams if you have a quarterback who's maybe slightly rough like more rough than you know obviously Aaron Rodgers is going to be great compared to Jordan Love but um I think for defensive opposing defense it's pretty easy then just to kind of try to shut down Devonta Adams I know he's really good but I also think Aaron Rodgers is a big factor in that as well. So that's my two cents on Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams connection. I like it. All right. I'm my number four. number four is Stefan Diggs. Um, like I said, those top those top four I feel like are interchangeable. Uh, not interchangeable, but like they're pretty set. Um, but I mean, I, I would I wouldn't mind draft, drafting Stefan Diggs first overall. I wouldn't mind drafting Adams first overall. Um, I had Stefan Diggs last year in one of my fantasy leagues. Actually, the one I won. Um, and I got him like, I think like the third or fourth round he dropped last year. And it was, that was a, that was a sleeper steal. I was super high on him when he went to the bills. Um, and it paid off really well. That being said, that probably won't happen again. <laughs> Cause I don't think these, uh, any, oh, any three of those players will be available if you get one. Uh, yeah. yeah so on Diggs. Not <laughs> much. Not much to say. Yeah, not much to say. I uh, maybe even another step forward. Um, I agree with Brennan with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, the only thing I would say with that is they did lose John Brown, who played, who's played really well for Bills, uh, for the Bills, and I think he he's probably more. He'd probably be better. On the team than Emmanuel Sanders so I just don't know how that's gonna play like for coverage if that means he's gonna get more looks or if that means he's maybe John Brown pulled more coverage or like maybe had a few more schemes to open up Steph Andres a little more I just don't know how that's gonna play out which is why I haven't met four um because I mean like he was solid in in Minnesota for like quite a few years you know really solid in Minnesota and then blew up last year so We'll just have to kind of see on with the changes of the team.
0: All right. For my number five wide receiver, I went with Devonta Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I put him a little lower. He is – I I love watching him play. His route running um, and his get off the line is ridiculous. I put him a little lower, though, just because, like, you guys have kind of touched on the Aaron Rodgers uncertainty, and you would figure at some point, like, NFL defenses have got to figure that connection out, right? Uh, yet to be seen but yeah, um, they may be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that put him a little lower for me is the Packers' strength of schedule this year is the fourth hardest in the nfl um so compared to some of the other receivers where their strength of schedule is kind of towards the bottom um the packers have a kind of tough um road ahead this year so that's why yeah, I put that's them fair. a little lower i, I look I as much it... at that this year
1: yeah, but see, I feel like it's a double edged sword when you talk about strength, strength and schedule. Anytime right. you're talking about that, because here's a prime example of like the Cowboys last year. Like they're they were losing every single game, and so what do you do when you lose? You throw the ball, and when you're throwing the ball and you're down by a lot, you're probably going for bigger plays. And who are you gonna target in a bigger play? Are you gonna target like Devonta Adams or you know like Alan Lazard? <laughs> you know no true it definitely uh,
0: opens up the so, door for more passing but it also like the defense knows you're passing so like
1: i mean no that's a good point i just think like
0: no you're I, right, that's what i'm saying it's
1: double edged sort of like, like yeah like it probably it probably could affect it but you also might have like more garbage time points, yeah so. is it a close it's one game? Of those yeah, things. A yeah garbage time and, that, and i think that's like the thing is like you who was it oh uh, a cream hunt uh i mean granted this is kind of based off the fact that nick chubb is like the starter but like cream hunt like Every week, so I had him on my fantasy one of my fantasy teams last year, and it's like through like the first like half to even like the first like three quarters, it's like, man, he has like twenty rushing yards and that's it. And then at the fourth quarter he always like and they always like put him in, he always like ends up like packing on an extra points. So I feel like if that's the case with like their schedule like Devonta Adams, I wouldn't be too scared through the first like half if if he doesn't have a lot of points and just kind of wait to the end to see how it plays out. Absolutely
0: All right,
1: Aaron. Oh,
2: sorry. I thought he's <laughs> asleep.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> so my number five is uh Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, I, he, uh, he's already really good with the loss of Julio Jones and the addition of Kyle Pitts. He's taken over that number one spot, right? Um, mm-hmm. so he's going to get most of the targets that Julio got plus all the ones he already got. And, uh, as Kyle Pitts is still, you know, learning things and improving and stuff, uh, he's going to, uh, take the bulk of the work. So, uh, that with, uh, also the, uh, new head, I guess that's all I have to say,
0: <laughs> No, no, I, I agree. I think um, with um, Arthur Smith, right? Arthur Smith's yeah, coaching yeah, that's style. Yeah, I was trying to think of. Yeah, e- I e- think it's really going to complement that uh, Atlanta offense, and I think that will help them too. So, no, to your point, that's why I put Calvin Ridley so high at two, yeah. is I really am in on that offense. Whether I should be or not, we will see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know right if they're going to the I, Super Bowl. No, no. They're going to score a lot of points. Yes.
1: Well, yeah, and I feel like it's exactly how it was last year. Like, you know, the the Cowboys and the Falcons, like, the first, like, few weeks were just, like, on fire with offense. Their defense was just so awful. Uh, But I think that really plays into Calvin Ridley's um, stock. At number five, I put DK Metcalf. Um, That's a little bit spicy. That's a little bit of a homer pick. I love... D.K. Metcalf, I uh, I have had him on almost every single fantasy team every year, except for like maybe like one or two teams. Um, I have him in my dynasty. I drafted him as rookie in my dynasty league. Um, he was on my winning fantasy league last year uh, with Stefan Diggs and and Dovin uh, Cook, but. I love watching him play. The dude's just like a freak of nature. He's tall. He's fast. Um, he has Russell Wilson throwing it to him. Uh, you're almost guaranteed one like forty yard touchdown that game at that point. <laughs> with, uh, not not really, but he there there was a I think like the first like five or six weeks he had like up, like at least the twenty yard touchdown catch from Russell Wilson. So uh, maybe if Russ keeps continues to cook or they can kind of like get that team to keep to stay more consistent throughout the year, I think his his numbers might improve. 'Cause I do think that Russell Wilson kinda goes through rough patches um throughout the year. They like go start hot and get kinda cold and maybe turn it back on again at the end of the season. Uh so if he can if they can figure out how to stay more consistent, I think you can see a rise in, in his uh production and his stock. Um but that's why I have a number five. His current ADP right now is eight, so it's not too far off.
0: Yeah, I'm sure um as a Cardinals fan, it's very bittersweet watching DK play, uh doing all oh, well for your God. fantasy team, but also oh, yeah. doing well for the division rival well it wasn't <laughs> no that so bad was uh, that was really garbage. rough uh, yeah, it's No,
2: it's true you well, guys played pro... really well because Pat Pete somehow shut him down
1: <laughs> yeah it was them. really rough though uh the first time we played them in the beginning of the year yeah. um and in, went into overtime, and I think I was losing in one of my leagues, and I really needed DK to just, just to maybe do a little bit something else or something extra. And but not too much pitching. to win
0: the game for Seattle. He,
1: he ended up <laughs> catching like a he, – he caught and ran for like 30, 40 yards for a touchdown that would have put him in overtime, but there was like some kind of ridiculous like hole call on the opposite side of the field. Like it was obviously holding, but didn't actually have an effect on the play, <laughs> and they had to redo it, and we ended up winning that game in overtime. And so it's like that bittersweet moment of like, yeah, like the Cardinals won, I'm happy. But at the same time, that like 40-yard like touchdown reception for DK would have been really nice for all my fantasy teams. But, you know, you you, you have to pick and choose your battles
0: when you do fantasy football. A little conflict Uh, of interest. A
1: little little conflict of interest, a little bit.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, I like that pick a lot, which is why I have DK at six for me. Um, I think he'll be really stellar again. I mean, he just – Keeps improving his route running too, and if he can catch a few of those drops he had from last year on those big routes, um, I mean, even more dangerous, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I really like DK. Um, I listened to him on a podcast as well recently, and just a really fun guy. Um, seems like he brings a lot of energy to the organization. So, um, definitely spectacular on the field. So I think he'll be right up there with. These fantasy leaders.
2: All right. So here's where I get spicy. At number six, I have Terry McLaurin. Nice.
0: I like
1: it. I like it. I mean, really spicy. <laughs> Ter- Terry's
2: a baller. Um, yes. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a baller. And I think the, the two of them uh, together will. Uh, I mean, so going back to two years ago when Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the Buccaneers um, and when when he and Jameis were like getting swapped out as a starter every single week, Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were putting up monster numbers. Mm -hmm. um, And that was just because a lot of it had had to do with Bruce Aaron's coaching cell. But I I do think with, uh, with how good Terry McLaurin is, I I think he slept on a little bit and I think this is, this year is the year where we see him finally shine, um, because he actually has someone who's willing to to just lay it all out there and you know get him
0: the ball. I, yeah, uh, I really like that.
1: Yeah, Jameis Winston was suspended the first four four weeks of that of that year from. Oh, between, is that what it was? Three. Okay, that, that's why Ryan Fitzpatrick initially started, but then yeah. he held onto the position because he actually had a balling out. They beat the Saints Week One, right. I think right. I think they were 3 and 0 for the first three weeks. So I think <laughs> yeah. They lost week 4. But yeah, but then but then you got to that weird point of like them switching in and out and then Chase going to be the all-time starter. Um no, I like Terry McLaurin. His uh, current ADP right now is 14 and then last year he ended yep. as the wide receiver number 20 for fantasy points. Um I also I I uh, my dynasty league I uh killed it with rookie quarter with rookie receivers when we were initially drafting and I got Terry McLaurin as well as my uh and on my team. I really like Terry McLaurin.
0: Um, I feel like John's just flexing on us with his fantasy teams. (laughs) Dude, my dynasty team is fire Uh, for for
1: wide receivers, tight ends, and maybe quarterbacks. uh, I have awful running games. I feel like that's my biggest reason why I haven't been able to like, I've gotten second and third place uh, the last like two years. It's because my run game is just awful. (laughs) It's, it's very depressing. <laughs>
0: no, I love um, the Terry McLaurin pick, too. Sorry, just to chime in a little bit. Um, because not only did they get him Ryan Fitzmagic to, um, you know, he's going from Dwayne Haskin, and I love Alex Smith, but a little hobbled Alex Smith. And they also complimented him with Curtis Samuel, which I really yeah. like. Um, so I feel like they will pair, uh-huh. and it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to hop those 14 spots.
1: I, I was I was about to bring up the Curtis Samuel, because so I definitely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. All right. Uh, that's all I have to say. Uh my number is six with uh, Calvin Ridley. So I feel like we're uh, all very similar in our top six except for Terry McLaurin was uh, the outlier. So but I do I don't hate that. Um might be a little bit high for my liking, but I don't hate it. Um yeah, uh-huh. I don't there's nothing else really to say about like, Calvin Ridley uh-huh. we've already got over it, so yeah. <laughs> I don't like you, Aaron, get out of here. <laughs> uh,
0: gotcha. I see how
1: it is. Outside <laughs> bedtime. Yeah, so I think that's we can move on to number seven now.
0: Nice. Uh number seven. Here is my maybe little spicier pick. Don't know how you guys are feeling, if you agree or not. I have Amari Cooper at seven. Um, mm. I think like we talked about earlier, if he would have continued his statistics uh, for the first couple weeks with Dak, he would have finished as uh fantasy wide receiver number two last year. Um, obviously he went from Dak to Andy Dalton and I think he finished 15. His so. ADP
1: right now is also 12. So yeah, so off. I feel
0: like he could be a, you know, I know they have a lot of options to go to too. Um, but I think Dak is really good at spreading the ball around and I feel like Amari Cooper is going to have a pretty solid year. So that's where I went with them. My number seven pick.
1: Yeah. I don't hate it. I especially with Dak coming back healthy, which he should Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, who knows how like the injury really affected him? But he should be fully healthy by the by the start of week one. So I think that's a that's a solid pick. Amari Cooper's a really good receiver. Yeah, um, I,
2: I think from what we've seen, it hasn't
0: uh, hobbled him uh, up to this point.
1: So. Some would say he's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> yeah.
0: We just we just need a little uh, like a counter, like a little ticker every time How somebody like yeah, that, somebody's yeah. in the best shape of their life. We can just add one to the board or a little <laughs> board of the last time that somebody was in the last shape of their life. Their life, uh, you know, we could just do a little the last zero. The best shape of their life. <laughs> sorry but we're you got gonna, a little we're ch- gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna call it on back. that one Great thank you guys for tuning in know yeah. yep. <laughs> yep. a little this, chalkboard that says you know day since it was mentioned we could just do a zero every this day. is my final form actually <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll see myself out you guys have a good rest of the uh, show okay
2: so my number seven um, is actually uh, Keenan Allen
1: yeah I, I like, like it. it so I like yeah, it a lot
2: yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if Justin Herbert ha- like goes through a sophomore slump um, but and especially with a, a new coach coming in but I think the new coach and new atmosphere will be better um, because I think Anthony Lynn like, he seemed to be a a good guy but just not a not the greatest coach and and while the new coach is more defensive oriented I, I think you know having someone that is coming in to work with a a young quarterback is hopefully going to you know tailor their offense more towards his his strength rather than uh, you know coming in and uh forcing him to you know conform to um what what the coach already has in mind yeah anyway <laughs> long story short <laughs> keelan keenan <laughs> allen's a big part of that <laughs> keelan keelan allen keelan cole allen um yeah I, I i think he's he's really good he is injured i think uh fairly frequently but uh i i want to say he wasn't injured last year he, he was, was a, a little back bit back uh, he 14, played 14 last
1: year yeah, he was the
0: number I mean, that's 13 good fantasy wide receiver yeah. so yeah and um
1: was, his current adp is nine so yeah his ADP is nine and last year ended at 13 yeah. so having him at, at seven is not not too far off either
2: yeah uh and they still have mike williams correct they do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so him and Mike Williams together are, are pretty good, um, and I, I think they're going to take a step forward this year.
1: They also increase their offensive line for Sean Slater.
2: Yes, that's uh, the other thing. And uh, Lindsley. And Corey Lindsley, yeah. One so thing I Linsley, wanted to mention.
1: okay. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> no, nice. I, I made the joke of Lindsay like Lin Lindsay. I just said. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. that, that. <laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, uh, um, it. Yeah, my number seven. It's funny. I think we all went with kind of like wild, not wild picks, but maybe like unpopular picks at this point. I went with Michael Thomas. Um, mm, I I think people are are sleeping on Michael Thomas, and I think people are are. I mean, so he was hurt last year, granted, and then, you know, um, Drew Brees retired, so he lost that connection. But the year before, Michael Thomas literally had 149 catches and 1,700 receiving yards. I mean, that, that he blew everyone else out of the water by a lot two years ago. So I think just like one, and like every year he's played, he's been a thousand yard receiver every year he's played. He's been over a hundred yard uh, catch person every year. He's played with increasing every year, except for his first year, his first year only had 92 catches. Um, but then it was like 92, 104, 125, 149. So he's increased every year. You know, he is a, a really big on like the slants. And I think that really helped with like Drew Brees. So it'd be interesting to see like uh, who actually is the quarterback for this Saints, if it's going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Um, but regardless of the fact, I think Michael Thomas could have a really good year, and that's why I have a number seven.
0: I like that. I do feel like uh, some people have maybe forgotten about Michael Thomas a little bit since he was so injured last year and didn't play so much, but, um, no, I think that's a very apt analysis. Thank you. Thank you. Which is why I have Michael Thomas at eight. <laughs> um, I he's one of the rare ones where even if you get Taysom or Jameis, I think he'll perform well with both. Yeah, even I when agree. Taysom was in there, he put up really strong numbers and so obviously and then if Jameis is in there, he's gonna sling the ball. So I like Michael Thomas no matter who is starting at quarterback.
1: Uh, Michael Thomas's ADP is ten right now. Um, I'm not even gonna look up for his fantasy value from last year since he only played a few games. Um, not worth it. Yeah, it's pretty uh, far down
0: the list. He's pretty far down the list, but his ADP is
1: ten right now.
0: Nice. So not everybody has forgotten about him.
1: Yeah. I also have Michael Thomas on my dynasty. team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's the team again. just uh, keeps no, coming sure. back to haunt us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's a, it, that's a, you know there's two there is such a thing as having too many good receivers on your on your team cuz then you look at it every week be like, "Man, like who do I play?" Uh, you know, you have really good receivers, because there's always going to be one that's going to be better and there's always going to be on your bench. So, I've been meaning to upload one or two of them off my team at, uh, at some point. So, Brennan, if you want Michael Thomas, let me know. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'll take any
0: of your, <laughs> <of> your
2: reporting <regular laughs> packs. <laughs> All righty. My number
0: eight is Decaf Metcalf. Nice. But, so uh, top yeah, ten, he's but gonna not be... top six like John and I had, huh? Yep.
2: Um, he's, he's going to be fully caffeinated this year, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, just with, uh, with the ups and downs of Russell Wilson sometimes. And, um, uh, I don't know that the Seahawks just have kind of seemed stagnant on offense. Like they, they always try to, to force, you know, force feed their running backs when they should let Russ cook. And then when he cooks too much, then they don't adjust that way and I mean it ultimately they're they're still you know very good and I I think DK Metcalf is going to end very highly um but I, I've been a little bit lower on them this year just based on last year
1: I love DK Metcalf <laughs> hey.
0: No, that'll be an interesting because I believe in 2019 it looks like he was the 33rd um highest for PPR leagues and last year he jumped to seven, seven. So, yeah he yeah.
1: jumped up high yeah I, I I, the crazy thing is how far he fell in the draft too. That that always blows my mind. How far he was, you know. I think they got him like the third round.
0: The shuttle speed, um, it'll get you.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just—I don't know—it just blows my mind. And I, as a Cardinals fan, I'm so very upset that we drafted Andy Isabella two picks ahead of DK Metcalf, where we could have just got DK Metcalf because um, man can you imagine the cardinals with uh like even like the last like two years having like you know deandre hopkins dk metcalf and larry fitzgerald with kyle murray throwing the ball like i i don't know i just sounds like a dream that was never came true
0: it <laughs> sounds like a dream then <laughs>
1: yeah anyways pretty uh, unfortunate, pretty yeah. unfortunate. What's hindsight is
0: always <laughs> yep. 2020
1: what's, what's your number eight pick aaron I just DK said. His number what's, what's, your number, what's your number eight pick, John? Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks uh, for the little signal. <laughs> <lead over. laughs> God, I am, I am tired. Uh, AJ Brown. His ADP right now is five. Uh, last year, AJ Brown ended in the number 12 spot. Um, Aj Brown played last year with with two bad knees. Uh, he had surgery on both of his knees, just uh I, I think some some damage repair. Nothing nothing too crazy. No ACL tears or any MCL tears or anything. But the matter the, the fact of the matter is that he did play two like all last year with with two bad knees. Um, and he still ended at number twelve. And he was just very very he's a very great receiver. Um,
2: I mean, the other thing to consider is that he also played uphill both ways. True.
0: Just like how our grandparents walked to school. Uh, yep. okay, I was like, am I missing a joke? <laughs> well, it's I... actually a reference to how in um like the turf in Nashville is like it's sloped upwards each way. Like, yep. No matter which way, you come from the 50 yard line. Somehow, how. So, yep. Yeah.
1: You gotta love Nashville. <laughs> um, no, but yeah. So I have my I would have him higher. um, But, you know, he hasn't really shown, I think, to be in the top five yet i think he could in the next like, year or two, but he hasn't done it yet uh even though the adp right now has him at five i think that might be a little bit of a reach which is why i would probably wouldn't draft him that high I'd probably go for him a little bit later um the other big thing is the addition of julio jones which i completely forgot about in the, in the and <laughs> building the, the the super teams um but no i think that that does play a, a pretty big factor into it which is uh i'll, I'll get to it later for some other picks why i don't have him in the top 10 um but adding Julio Jones I don't know what that's going to do for his value. I don't know if that's going to increase or decrease it, you know. Julio Jones is a great receiver, so it might pull more coverage to allow more opportunity for AJ Brown. Um but the adverse side of it is it might pull targets away from AJ Brown and have it go to Julio cuz before that they they had um
0: Corey Davis.
1: Corey Davis, I was like uh yeah. who like, you know, up until last year hadn't really done too too much and last year he played pretty well. Um, but I think if you were just to look at it, I think anyone in their right mind would take Julio Jones over Corey Davis, um, to have on their team. So I just don't know how it's going to affect him. So I have him at an eight and I think that's, that's a pretty solid spot for him. I could also see him dropping a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, I like AJ Brown a lot. He just missed my top 10, um, unless it was really hard when I got to like the last, three yep. or four uh, receivers yeah. on here. But I kind of took it as like you were saying that since they went out and traded for Julio, you know, they're going to want to kind of, you know, make sure that they look good and kind of feed Julio. And obviously Julio is a great wide receiver, so he's going to get his touches. So um, I still yeah. think he'll be That's probably like a top 13 yeah, receiver. Um, but yeah, it just falls outside of the top 10 for me. But you're right. He could, you know, just take a lot of coverage and he can just go off.
1: One last flex, I have A.J. Brown on my team. Oh, title. my God. <laughs> Who
0: are you drafting with that you have all these people? You. <laughs> <laughs> no, not wrong. There's, 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 there's a lot
1: of bozos out there. Also, well, so the interesting thing, the, the year they came into the league, so I think I did something kind of interesting with like a dynasty draft, which I don't think a lot of people – it was my first time doing a dynasty league. I think it was your first time doing a dynasty league, and mm-hmm. I think most of the people in the league was their first time. A lot of people went as, like, a normal draft. I think Julio Jones is, like, very highly drafted. Um, some of these older players who've been in the league for a while, I strictly went rookies for the most part for almost all of my, like, for my first year drafting for it. For this exact purpose, Is like, they may not be good the first year or be, like, a top guy the first year, but now look at it. You know, like, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin. I got drafted all those guys before any, like, older players, and, and I think it's paying off really well for me.
0: So, yeah seems like you're doing pretty well
1: <laughs> yeah that, so just just uh, just a tip for fantasy purposes if you're starting up a dynasty league, to look for the younger group first also i mean that uh that rookie class was a uh, stellar for receivers probably one of the best they've had mm-hmm. in a very long time and maybe one of the best of all time but we'll go over that later
0: all right so are we starting hey, my, my number later. nine pick years now right <laughs> number nine number nine i have justin jefferson <laughs> I know it. I don't. Well, obviously, you guys haven't had him to this point, which I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe you'd have him where he was last year, which I believe was number six. Justin um,
1: Jefferson ended last year number... as the number six receiver in fantasy points, and this year he's currently the number seven. Uh, his ADP is number is a uh, pick seven for, for receivers.
0: Yeah, so I I really like Justin Jefferson. I can definitely see him maybe doing as good as six, and maybe a little better. It's just so hard. There's so many talented wide receivers in this league. Um, I don't really, I'm not really accounting for a sophomore slump. I think the offense is very similar and I actually think it's going to be, um, I don't want to say like high, high firepower, but kind of high firepower with like, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy. I think, um, cousins might bring it in a little bit this year. So I can see Jefferson being a little bit higher than nine. Um, but just with Dak being healthy and then Michael Thomas coming back, I just couldn't justify putting him over them just yet.
2: I agree. Yeah, number nine. Uh, I actually have Justin Jefferson as well. So let's go. I, I agree. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't think he'll have a sophomore slump because uh, it looks like he is the real deal. But I am not expecting him to have quite as good a year. So I guess you could consider that a sophomore slump. But like still, and a thousand yard receiver, still lots of catches, a lot, uh, you know, decent amount of touchdowns. But I mean, he he was just so electric last year and it's it's hard to you know live up to that yeah um but yeah i mean not much offensively changed from this year to or last year to this year for them so i expect uh pretty much the same sort of production from them
1: i agree
0: i think yep. he'll definitely be a great target for minnesota yep yeah so uh for my
1: number nine um uh alongside with you guys justin jefferson <laughs> <laughs> oh nice all um, on the same way the, the one, the one <laughs>
2: Uh, one pick we agreed on. Yeah, one, right. <laughs> you know, which
1: is funny because I definitely thought Brennan was going to have him higher, and I, I don't know where you were going to have him. I thought I thought the number one pick was easy. I'm a wild you know, card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, right? You're hard to guess. I thought Devonta Adams was going to be the one that we had that was all like, oh, yeah, Devonta Adams is in. But, you know, it's kind of crazy. We got all the way to number nine before we got all the same page. Um, okay. No, everything you guys said about Justin Jefferson is true. Um, I think the biggest thing uh, I could see with Justin Jefferson, though, uh, you know, Brennan saying not a sophomore slump, Aaron – Kind of saying the off slump, which is some some regression. Um, he struggled the first like few weeks of the year. He wasn't. He I don't think he really started. I, I'll have to go back and like really double check the numbers, but I think it, it took him to like week four or five before he started really bawling out. So, you know, if you have those, if you just add a, like uh, his average numbers from like the last half of the year to the first half of the year, I think you could see like a pretty big increase, which I think could happen for next year. So that, that that's my thought process on Justin Jefferson. I really like him. Um, I think Adam, having Adam Thielen, it, it kind of lowers his value for me. Um, also, I know you talked about Kirk Cousins, like honing in a little bit. I think having Kirk Cousins kind of hurts his value for me a little bit too. I, it's not that I don't like Kirk Cousins, but it's been said multiple times by multiple different sources. and people who have coached and played with him, that Kirk Cousins is the kind of guy that won't throw the ball unless like a perfect situation. So where um, someone like Michael Thomas with Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston will just sling that ball out there and you know hope for the best. Where Kirk Cousins, if he sees a situation where, like, maybe he'll get it, maybe he won't, he'll probably look for a different target or throw it away. Hmm. So I think that does kind of hurt his value
0: a little bit. No, definitely. Definitely a fair That's point, fair. yeah. I've definitely heard but that criticism.
2: I, Justin Jefferson's a really good... Great route runner, so it's going to get separation. He, he, no, he's I, creating that separation.
1: No, and I and I definitely agree with that. I'm just saying, I think if Justin Jefferson's on another team with a quarterback who's a little bit more um, ballsy, <laughs> just throw the <laughs> ball out a little bit more for like more yeah. like 50, 50 balls. I think you could see maybe some Additional bigger points, stats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so maybe to push him up into like the top five or so. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that yeah. being said, we all agree that he's at number nine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. For my number 10 pick, I did Keenan Allen. Um, And honestly, I can see Keenan Allen being higher than this um, because I put him a little lower. Like at
2: number seven, you mean?
0: I could see seven. Uh, seven sounds good. I could see honestly. number six? Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, that's crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just too out of here. <laughs> um, but no, so I was kind of putting him at 10 because, you know, of his injuries. Um, but then I looked, and since the 2017 season, he's only missed three yeah, games. He's, he's been pretty um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so which kind of surprised me. I definitely me. thought it was more than that. Yeah, I did too, and I was looking through. I was like, well, I guess it, it hasn't been. Um, But he did also have, in 2017, he was the number three fantasy receiver. In 2019, he was number six. Um, And then last year, he was 13 with missing those two games. So, honestly, he might be uh, not a sleeper pick, because obviously everybody knows how good Keenan Allen is. But, yeah, what's his ADP right now? Uh,
1: His ADP is nine
0: yeah, so, um <laughs> not
1: not much of a sleeper pick. Yeah, no, no, really no, not a sleeper.
0: Not yeah. So I think he's kind of probably sleeping on him if anything. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I should have right. <laughs> bumped uh, but, him. But I
1: I think Brandon brings up a really good point though of uh, he is trending down. He went from three to yeah. to seven to now thirteen. So it's just. He is getting a little bit older. I like Keenan Allen a lot, but he is getting a little bit older, so I think that's just something to kind of keep an eye out for. And then I think it does rely on Justin Herbert. Hopefully he can continue his his uh, his career year last year and keep building on it. Hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump, but if he has a sophomore slump, I think that will affect Keenan Allen quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they have a special connection, but we will see. Time yeah. will tell.
2: They are uh, soulmates. <laughs> They're soup snakes. <laughs> All right, so here's my, my ghost pepper pick. I got C.D. Lamb at number 10. <laughs> nice. Um, so I don't have Amari Cooper up there. I, I do like Amari Cooper, but I, I think C.D. Lamb is going to explode onto the scene next year. With that coming back with a vengeance, Um, I think Lamb is going to definitely end up as the as their number one receiver. Um, and, you know, in the process, we'll put up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to back that up. I'm just kind of kind of throwing that uh, in there to cause some, uh, you know, disturbances. Uh, wow. Yeah. He went with the ghost pepper I,
0: of the jalapeno. Yep, I sure did. Yeah, that's spicy. That's a very spicy pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did he finish last year? He finished. Not very high. 22. It's not bad though.
1: That's actually higher uh, no, than I thought. Wait, not. did you yeah. pick? Um, his current ADP uh, is, is nineteen two this year, so it's pretty much yeah. on par for where he ended up last yeah. year. Amari, so he, wasn't, he wasn't that has, far over Amari. Yeah. I mean, he's only like so. Amari was at fifteen, CD's at twenty two. So that's the difference of what seven? Amari um, did play all sixteen, so his CD. So that's pretty good. But I think the same thing applies to Justin Jefferson, like it does to CD Lamb. I think his first couple weeks weren't stellar. Yep. I think it took him a little bit to to pop on the scene. So. You could see, yeah,
2: and I mean, well, this also is a, you know, a good, good mark for Amari, but I mean, once Dak went down, they they still ended both very highly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So
1: they could honestly, it, they could, you could end up with a situation where they both end up in the top ten for points for for next year. Like, yeah, uh, for instance, Tyler Lockett and possible. DK Metcalf. I mean, uh for, yeah. for points last year, DK Metcalf was at seven, and Tyler Lockett was at eight. Yeah. You know, and the the difference in points was six mm-hmm. for 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 total points for mm-hmm. fantasy. So I I think we could see a situation CD Lamb and Amari yeah. Cooper.
0: And I think we uh, saw towards the end of last year too, like how much body control that CD Lamb has, especially in the mm-hmm. end zone. Um, so he hey, had that, that ridiculous of catch that. Yeah, it was oh, nuts. Gosh. So and as a rookie, so he really could turn into that kind of like Mike Evans, bigger bodied like goal line threat. So mm-hmm. definitely points. I I like that pick a lot. Definitely spicy. I like it. I like it. Um, I like it. But I'm in.
1: <laughs> I guess I didn't go with a spicy pick. I'm on Keenan Allen, so very similar to Brennan.
0: Oh, um, hey, at least we got two on the same It's case. so similar that it's yeah, the same. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had, uh, I'll see my, myself out now. <laughs> that was <laughs> really my sophomore,
2: good. <laughs> my sophomore biology teacher I said I, when I was answering a question answered with it's like this and he's like it's so much like it that it is
0: (laughs) and it's just stuck with you ever since that moment yep that's yeah that's fair well now i hope uh john is carries that with him the rest of his life as well (laughs) probably not (laughs) i'm pretty
1: dumb i'll say a lot of dumb things (laughs) um no yeah so i want to keep down we don't have to break that down into more than we already have um uh, i would like to touch up on the cd lamb and amari cooper so i didn't have either of them in my top 10 for the exact purpose of, or exact reason of what we just talked about, and the fact that I think with both of them playing, so I think you might see maybe a dip in points because it's being spread out too much, especially with Michael Gallup, especially with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, that being said, if Dak comes onto the scene and balls out like he did it last year, then, you know, I'm dead wrong. And I think both of those guys will be in the top 10. But that's just my concern. It's the same reason I don't have, like, Tyler Boyd or, or any of those people up there as well uh, from, like, the Bengals because I think Tyler Boyd's a really great receiver, and I think he can easily be wide receiver one. But T. Higgins, you know, their rookie last year played really well, and they got Jamar Chase. So I think there's just too many mouths to feed on that team um, mm. to for me to feel comfortable to take someone in my top ten for fantasy points. And I think when I'm looking – when I'm personally, when I'm looking at when I'm drafting, like, a receiver, especially if, I, if, I have, if I'm from getting, like, one of the top ten receivers – I kind of want more um, guarantees uh, in that aspect, if that makes sense.
0: No, yeah, definitely, absolutely. That's fair. Cool. Well, that's it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Bench Boys podcast. (laughs) Well, we'll be here next time. We hope you guys are are here as well. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. You guys have a great day. See ya. See ya. (laughs)